0: I have the pleasure of sitting down with uh, Heather Roy, the Executive Director of St. John Ambulance Northeastern Ontario, Uh, someone with a wealth of knowledge in St. John Ambulance and and over a decade of experience in different uh, capacities here. I'm really excited that we could be able to sit down with you today. Thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you, Christopher. I'm excited for this interview.
0: Absolutely. I think before we start, can you give the audience a general idea of your role within St. John Ambulance, how that's evolved over the years, and some of the things that you've learned in those different roles?
1: Um, I'm currently the Executive Director, as you mentioned, with uh, Northeast Ontario. Northeastern Ontario consists of Sudbury, North Bay, Tim and Sault Ste. Marie, and everything in between. Um, I've been with St. John Ablen's for 28 years. I uh, graduated college and was hired by St. John Ablen's as the office administrator and have moved throughout the organization with that starting off point. I have been the youth leader for probably 10 years. Um, I stepped away from that, letting other people be youth leaders. I was a therapy dog coordinator at one point um, and always been in the office Uh, as a paid staff person, and of course you're always, when you work for a volunteer organization, you're always volunteering as well, over and above your regular 40 hours a week.
0: I feel in many cases we can kind of get inside of our own bubble, so I think it was really good that you touched on the fact that um, there is a big base of St. John Ambulance in northeastern Ontario, in Timmins, Sault Ste. Marie, um, North Bay. How have you found that experience of trying to um, keep things things consistent across those groups and deal with different community needs in uh, very different communities, I'm sure?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the people are different, but the needs are the same. First aid is first aid. Um, I mean, there's many people who always come up to me and say, well, you know, I'm looking for, uh, uh, first aid specifically for boating accidents and specifically for, um, hiking and really a cut is a cut. If you obtain that cut or that bruise or that broken arm by water skiing or from falling off a rock, when you're hiking, you treat it the same. It doesn't matter what activity you're doing. So when you're looking at these different areas, yes, the people are different. Their activities are different, but first aid is first aid. So that's what makes us quite unique. Um, And it isn't, it it actually is quite, um, the challenge, I think, when you're dealing with Sault Ste. Marie and Timmins is the geography. I mean that's three and a half hours away so there's that travel time but the staff in those locations are amazing they're amazing st john people the volunteers are amazing and volunteers are amazing because they are invested in their community Um, it comes from their heart and they will do everything they can to make sure that that community gets the best care that they can and that's what we do we do first aid and we do therapy dog which is visiting um, seniors shut-ins people with special needs ensuring that they get Um, care, comfort, uh, someone to talk to. So, and that's a big thing right now is mental health and St. John was part of, or has incorporated mental health in our, our community services way before mental health became the, the, the concerns of, uh, of the world. So, uh, you know, we've been doing mental health care with seniors for over 20 years, and that's just by visiting and bringing a pet in, and that pet gives them some common ground to talk about. It gives them uh, The pet is someone that the, uh, the, the senior person can pet, and it's, it's non-judgmental. So a pet is a wonderful thing because they will see anyone, they will go up to anyone, they'll let anyone pet them, and they don't look at this person as being frail or old or has Alzheimer's and doesn't know their name dog doesn't care.
0: Well, I think it's truly powerful that there's not only a a one-size-fits-all approach Mm -hmm. to first aid. As you said, you touch on the the physical aspect of it, the healing of a wound, you know, a broken bone, making sure that we're getting someone in a timely fashion to emergency services, but also connecting with people on a human level is Absolutely. what I would say. The therapy dog program and, and a lot of our volunteer programs is you know we kind of put the people uh, ahead of whatever we're dealing with, which I which I think is an extremely important part of any volunteer group. And you talked a little bit about the impact that is made by volunteers, and you talked about your transition from volunteer within the organization um, to the administrative position that you have now. How has that journey shaped your idea of community?
1: That's a tough question. How does it shape me? Uh, I, I think where I come from now is I'm not necessarily touching the, the, the recipient, meaning the person who needs first aid care, mm-hmm. where my position now is as I'm touching volunteers. I'm looking for volunteers. Um, so we're always recruiting for our medical first response volunteers. We're always recruiting for our therapy dog volunteers. And those are the people I'm touching now. And they then go out into the community and, and provide services. Um, and it's great working with volunteers because it's such a, a personal journey for them. So many of our medical first responder volunteers, are students are young people, we have our youth program and it's w- wonderful watching them grow and become the people that the adult that they're hoping to be. Uh, so you have a a 17 or a 16 year old who comes into our group who wants to be a paramedic or who wants to be a nurse or is hoping to become a doctor. And, and because of that little bit that we do with these individuals, they do become a paramedic and a doctor and a nurse and that that's so rewarding. So that's where I'm working with is the actual volunteers.
0: Well, I think there's a lot to say as well with kind of the, the skills that you learn and the upwards mobility through an organization like uh, St. John Ambulance. In being involved in some of the, the younger programs, you're talking about cadets and crusaders. Uh, if you're above the age of 14 and looking for a volunteer experience like that, I can't personally recommend anything higher. It gave me the skills to not only be more comfortable in interpersonal situations, but as Heather's saying, uh, more comfortable in my ability to produce first aid and to deal with people uh, generally. So that's re- That's a really important aspect of it.
1: And St. John Eamons grows leaders. I mean, for, for any individual to step into a scene, an emergency scene, and say, I can help and and at any age. So whether you're 14, 20, or 26, and you're saying, I can help, and you step in there and you actually do CPR or you actually do first aid, you just created a leader. They don't realize at that moment that they've become a leader, but you will see when they get out into their personal lives when they start applying for jobs they will actually speak for themselves they will stand taller because they developed life skills
0: and we're always looking for different as you said different types of leaders within that if it's somebody who's going to control the crowd and do other things like that Mm -hmm. and get the paperwork done or if it's going to be somebody who's doing the hands-on first aid i think there's truly a role for anybody especially Mm -hmm. if you're a young person and don't have that expertise to grow within the organization to move up forward through the organization through the cadet crusader amfr program i think people automatically assume that if you're joining saint john ambulance you're joining a group of people that um, know what they're doing have perfected their craft and it's hard to kind of integrate yourself but i've seen the complete opposite it's people coming from different walks of life with absolutely no experience with saint john ambulance and who put their best foot forward do the training uh, are dedicated to the community as we're lucky to have so many people that are and do a lot of great work and learn the skills.
1: And St. John Amos is all about mentoring. We love when we bring someone in new who doesn't necessarily have those skill sets and we help them develop their skill sets. We will identify where they're the strongest. So if they're strong in administration, we will identify that and and move them towards just doing administration. Um, if they're strong with people skills and leadership and able to gather a group together and motivate that group, we will develop them as a unit leader. Um, we will look at people, every time and find where their skills are and move them towards those skills and you know what if they want to step out of their comfort box and and say you know what i know i'm very good at doing the administration work but i really want to be the training officer i want to teach people how to do first aid that we will help them and guide them and do everything we can to make sure that they are successful.
0: And we have leaders within the group that are of different ages, right? We have Absolutely. people that are, as you said, 16, 17, uh, 20 years old, currently in university, who are already in those leadership positions. So if you're somebody who's coming out of high school and not and, and is not 100% sure, there's a lot of people like you. Um, there's a lot of people who have been with the organization for um, 10, 20 plus years and can offer that expertise. So I think that's important in making sure that there's a rounded idea of leaders within the community that we have here.
1: Absolutely. And everybody will walk away with something, you know. So you're going to walk away with personal experiences by going out and volunteering at community events or by visiting senior's home and, and connecting with seniors. You will have those experiences, but you will personally will benefit from volunteering.
0: For sure. And can you give a brief breakdown for those of the people that are listening to this right now? about the volunteer opportunities that are available at st john ambulance across northeastern ontario
1: current um currently we are looking for and always are recruiting for our medical first responder volunteers um the Sudbury unit has 40 so th- that's amazing um our North Bay Unit has about, mm-hmm. I would say about 12 members. They could always use more. Um, Sault Saint Marie and uh, Nor- uh, sorry, St. Marie and Timmins. we are currently looking for leadership to reinvigorate those two units. Unfortunately, um, many of our volunteers are fortunately, are university students and they come and go um, depending on their career choices, you know, where did they get their job after graduating? Is it with Sudbury or did they move to Toronto? So you're always uh, filling that funnel. So our, our North Bay or not North Bay, Sault Ste. Marie and Timmins office really need to find medical first responders. Um, their therapy dog programs in these areas are amazing. They are strong and vibrant, but again, you're always looking for, Uh, new members, uh, therapy dog members, usually their dogs are older. So within four or five years, their dogs are either too old to continue volunteering or unfortunately have passed away. So, you know, they are now looking at, you know, getting a new puppy and they have to be at least a year old in order to be a volunteer with St. John Abelance. So we're always filling that funnel as well.
0: That's kind of the bittersweet aspect I feel of having volunteers that are younger and that are doing great work is that they kind of get snatched up by, I mean, recently we had four people that got accepted locally to NAWSM and many other people that are you know doing great things within the community, um, working for local emergency services that is the challenge, right? When you when you grow um, these people and when you have these people come throughout the system and grow within the organization, it's tough to see them go for sure.
1: Absolutely. And they do. They become paramedics, they become uh, police officers. Like you said, we have four that are moving off to Nossam. And and you know, and that's it's a bittersweet because that's what that's our goal is to you know have them accomplish their goals but then you have to let them go. So you're always filling the funnel and you're always trying to find those new young people who are hoping to become paramedics and firefighters. But we're also looking for the 30-some year olds um, because we need that consistency as well. And this is a great opportunity for them to give back to the community and by attending all the festivals in their, in their communities, so Sudbury and North Bay, um, and provide first aid services if someone becomes suddenly ill or injured.
0: And when you talk about 40 members just within the AMFR unit, um, the question kind of becomes what does a facility like the one that we're sitting in today, ha- what impact does that have on those 40 volunteers or the people that are listening to the podcast right now that want to join the organization? What kind of capacity do we have and how has the new facility that was donated donated to us graciously um, by the uh, the Lougheed Foundation uh, can you kind of talk to that a bit?
1: Absolutely. Uh, and uh, we are extremely grateful to Jerry and Joffrey um, Lougheed for donating the Lougheed uh, Center to St. John Abelance. It's now called the St. John Evans Lougheed Center. Um, this is a huge facility. There's about 15,000 square feet. So we do all our public first aid training downstairs, but we left the upstairs of the church open for our volunteers. And if you've ever been upstairs in the church, you know, it could easily fit 100 and hundred plus people upstairs. Um, so our volunteers are very fortunate that they have that huge space where we can, I don't think there's really a limit on the number of people that we can host in the facility. The limit would be how many people can our unit leaders handle. Uh, and so right now, uh, we have about 14, I believe that just came in in the last few weeks. So they're bringing them through and, uh, from new members up to, seasoned members and that takes several weeks and then we'll do another intake where we'll take another 14 members and bring them from new members and slowly train them and work them up so that they can join our regular members and understand the language. Um because you don't want to walk into a meeting as a new member and you've got people sitting there who've been with us for two, three, four years and not understand the language. So we take them on a separate meeting night and we bring them up over about six week period time. And then once they understand the language and and all the ins and outs, then we will marry them into our regular members. And and it also gives them an opportunity to bond with the new members and get to know them and get to know what their needs are. And then we can integrate them in with our regular members. So our facility can hold as many people as we want. It's whether our unit leaders, how many can they handle? And we haven't reached that capacity yet. So if you're thinking about volunteering, don't be shy. Give us a call.
0: Well, and I think... Also, we're talking about the fact that a lot of volunteers are all coming in at once. I feel like that would be really positive in terms of making people not feel intimidated when they're going into a new environment, knowing that there are people that don't necessarily have a wide breadth of experience, but that want to help the community ultimately
1: oh absolutely absolutely and and this is why we do this new recruitment uh training uh session over six weeks is because we want to make sure they're comfortable they will bond within each other so the 12 or 14 members will get to know each other and you tend to you know get that connection and then when we do marry them into the regular volunteers they're not sitting alone in the corner watching what's going on they're actually part of the group engaged engaged absolutely and and that's our goal
0: so if we're talking to people that are potential volunteers that are listening to the podcast or that are uh, listening through other means, what advice would you have about them from uh, start to finish about how to get involved with the organization?
1: It's quite simple. Just give us a call. As soon as you give us a call at St. John Ambrose or, and that's 705-524-7223, extension 1. Um, you'll most likely be speaking with Allison. You can give Allison your name and your phone number and your email address. We will then forward it off to the recruitment leader. Um, and she will then call you and she'll have a conversation with you. She will let you know when they're doing their first intake. You come into that meeting night. There is no charge to join St. once. Um our, our gain, we get funding through United Way and through the sale of our first aid and CPR courses along with our first aid kits. And that's what we use to fund the full, all our programs. So those monies will provide you your training. Those monies will provide you a uniform. Those monies will provide you all the first aid supplies you need so that when you're out in an event, you've got everything you need uh, if someone becomes suddenly ill or injured. So there's no cost to join St. John Evans. The only thing we ask is time. You have to give us time and uh, you give that to us and we will give you the world.
0: Well, that's also an important aspect to note. We have a lot of volunteers that are doing fantastic work through um, community duties, going to Sudbury Wolves games, um, going to, I mean, we're in summertime, local barbecues, events at Bell Park. They're doing that because they care about the community and they're doing that in their free time with no pay. And I think that's an important thing to understand when you see young people or older people that are involved with St. John Ambulance, they're doing it because they want to be there.
1: Absolutely, and they're and I mean, and they look great. I mean, they have beautiful uniforms on. They're clean. They're pressed. And I always say they're so good looking that people assume that they're paid, <laughs> um, and they're not paid. These are these are very caring individuals who are trying to make sure that we live in a in a safe uh, community, and that's their goal. And. You know, kudos to them because, you know, we need volunteers.
0: And there's no better feeling from the organization standpoint of taking those dollars that are graciously donated through United Way and other groups and putting them directly into people that are going to stay within the organization, but also people that are... Contributing back to the organization Absolutely. as they're getting it.
1: So the volunteer gains as well. So your volunteer will gain leadership skills. They will get uh, training up to what we call the medical first responder training, which is backboards, oxygen, um, how to use a blood pressure cuff, um, how to use a cad. And I, and I know I'm using words that some people may not understand, um, but it's it's we're giving them advanced first aid skills. This is what you would get in a regular classroom. So you, as a volunteer, you gain by getting. By receiving all these skills, but then you're able to transfer those skills by going out to Bell Park at the Northern Lights Festival or any activity, the Ribs Fest, the Putin Fest, um, anything that's happening in the city, they call us, they need volunteers, we send our volunteers out, and you're able to help someone. And sometimes it's the littlest thing, like taking that little girl's hand who's lost and helping her find her parents. It's not always about, you know, oh this person has a femur fracture, let's get in there and and use a speed splint and get them bandaged up. It's sometimes it's just that little thing of holding that little hand and helping her find her parents.
0: When it's and if you're new to the program, it's not day 1 doing 45 minutes of CPR and you're the only one there. They have we have units of people. We have groups of people that go out. So yes, you're not absolutely. going to be alone when you're doing that. And again, that whole that process of easing, I feel uh, St. John Ambulance is an organization that really does that well.
1: We're a team organization, so uh, we never send one volunteer by themselves. We always work in groups of team, uh, groups of two. So you have to be in a team of two. Uh, we prefer four. Uh, we will make sure our units have our teams have all the equipment, including AEDs, backboards, whatever they need to to make sure they're successful when they're out there. But yes, we definitely work in teams.
0: Now, based on our countless conversations, I feel like this question's a little impossible to pinpoint. Uh, but I'll ask it anyways. Uh, what is your most meaningful experience within St. John Ambulance?
1: It is a tough question and I know you you sent me the question before we actually started talking and I've been thinking, in the 28 years, what has been my most meaningful experience? And you know what my, and and because I ran the youth group and we are looking for a youth leader if anybody's interested, um, but my most meaningful experience is watching the young people grow. So when I have someone who comes back and sees me uh, and they're now 24 years old and they are a registered nurse. Or I have um, a young man who just like his graduating college and has already been hired by um, the Sudbury Paramedic Services because of the skills that he gained from St. John Amos. That to me is extremely meaningful. And I'm proud. I'm proud of the fact that four people from our group got into uh, medical school. That's a hard hard, hard uh, thing to do. And and I'm proud that we were able to help grow people.
0: I completely agree. And we've touched a lot on volunteers within the unit, but there are other ways to volunteer within the organization, um, most notably uh, the board. We're currently looking for a couple of board members. Can you talk a little bit about that experience and and kind of where we are, where we're sitting at with something like that?
1: Okay, so we've we recently had uh, two board members leave. One moved up to our uh, provincial office board, so he's now on what we call Ontario Council Board of Directors, and one has has left. Be- she's expecting her first baby and you know, life goes on when, and we're very happy for her. So we are looking for two new board members. Um, and our board meetings meet, I would say we're meeting once every two months um, for about an hour. And, and we look at St. John as a whole. So we look at St. John as, as, as Northeastern Ontario, and how can we help our volunteers be the best that they can be? So, and that may be North Bay needs some extra fundraising done. That could be, you know, we need to, uh, help our brand through public relations committee. Uh, we have, uh, the, uh, fundraising committee executive, uh, committee. And so we ask, our board members to join a committee. And in between when there, the months that there isn't a board meeting, we have a committee meeting. Um, and again, all we're trying to do is, is raise our profile in the community. Uh, make sure that we're recruiting good people to be part of our volunteer groups, making sure that the groups that we go out and, uh, provide first aid services are happy with what we have. And yeah, so that's, we're not complicated you no know,
0: making that connection is extremely important when you're talking about an organization like saint john ambulance that has the reach that it does and and frankly has board members that are from different walks of life that have different experience that are not all um you know medical practitioners
1: oh absolutely i mean we have uh paul henry who's the superintendent with the french school board we have uh chief paul petterson Chief of Police. We have Beth Smith, who uh, is the uh, works at HSN. We have Michael Semensky, who is an RN with HSN. Uh, we have Christopher McCormick, who is a uh, university student uh, with the goal of going off to law school. So when he accomplishes his goals, we will be extremely proud. Uh, because and and all of these people, we like to inspire them. We want to help them as much as they want to help Saint John, Abans
0: without a doubt. Thank you for sitting down with me today. It's been uh, insightful for myself to learn a little bit more about your experience with St. John Ambulance and the great things that are obviously going around across Northeastern Ontario with regards to St. John Ambulance. So uh, obviously continue the great work and we'll definitely check in again to pick your brain a bit more. Hopefully
1: Perfect. Okay. Thank you, Christopher. Thank
0: you very much.